everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of the Nonprofit News Weekly Rundown, your one-stop shop for all the news, stories, trends, and research from across the nonprofit industry. I'm your host, David Nadelman, Senior Solution Engineer at Salesforce.org, and thank you so much for clicking on this link. Now, last week was a very heavy news week in the nonprofit world, so instead of deep diving into any of these articles, I'm going to be doing a lightning round to kind of run through these as quickly as possible, and as always, you can get the full stories in the description below. Now, before I dig in, a quick plug to subscribe to the channel if you haven't, and feel free to comment and share if you're so inclined. With that, let's go ahead and get into it. Last Friday, I put out a video talking about how there are too many nonprofits and just not enough collaboration going on in our space in order to solve the large problems that we face. That is why this week I wanted to actually start off with a step in the right direction. A group of CEOs from 14 of the largest mental health organizations have joined together to engage lawmakers in all 50 states to prioritize the response to the escalating mental health crisis in the United States. With more than half of all of Americans struggling with mental health issues during COVID-19, this is very necessary and great to see. The group has laid out a plan called a unified vision for transforming mental health and substance abuse care. It has seven critical elements, including early identification, emergency and crisis response, and more. So good on them for working together and trying to address this huge issue that we're facing in our society. Again, it's linked in the description below. So staying with healthcare, two quick stories. The first one comes to us from a hospital near Seattle, which recently emailed 110 of their top donors offering them the COVID vaccine and to hop in front of the line. That happened because they had actually donated more than $10,000 to the hospital. Now, this move was swiftly criticized by the entire world, and the hospital has now apologized. Feel free to check out a, a, one of our earlier episodes where we talk a lot about the ethical challenges that folks in development and hospitals are facing. So next up, technology provider Blackbaud has been hit with yet another lawsuit over their data breach from last year. This most recent lawsuit comes from the guardian of a patient whose personal information was exposed. This information included the patient's address, their date of birth, the names of the physicians that the patient was seeing, the hospital departments that were visited, and much more. This adds to a growing list of lawsuits that the technology company is facing. So as always, make sure your data is safe, whether you're in technology or a nonprofit. So this week, we had two stories that come from us from the world of donor-advised funds. First, Charles Schwab released their 2020 giving report, and we had some good news there. The top line of the report highlights that donors created a record impact with a 35% increase in dollars granted to charities. So in 2020, $3.7 billion was given out through the Schwab donor-advised fund, and that supported more than 100,000 charities. So last week, we reported that there's a growing demand and a law that's headed towards Congress that would require donor-advised funds to distribute money in a more timely fashion. Now, this proposal, which is entitled The Initiative to Accelerate Charitable Giving, has been picking up a lot of steam. But it was reported last week that a group of conservative organizations are now opposing this law change. The leaders of 65 conservative-leaning philanthropy organizations have come out strongly and urged Congress to reject this new proposal on the grounds that it would, and I quote, severely hamper America's ability to give to causes they care about. Now, the letter actually goes further and criticizes a provision that would no longer allow foundations to meet their payout obligations by paying the salaries or travel expenses of family foundations. 
The group opposing this law, which is called the Philanthropy Roundtable, states the initiative also takes aim at the fam at family's ability to serve its own foundation, which would unfairly target smaller and less wealthy institutions. Now, I have a ton of thoughts about this, but in general, I give this opposition a huge thumbs down. Any group that opposes getting money out of donor-advised funds and giving it to organizations doing the work in a time of huge crisis is no friend of the Nadelman nonprofit news. So we can file this next story under very interesting. The researchers from the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy and consultant at, and a group of consultants at Martz and Lundy are actually skipping their annual report on the outlook for fundraising for 2021. They're admitting that they have no idea what is going to happen and that there are a ton of reasons for this and variables. Those include vac the vaccine, the recovery from COVID-19, the ability of organizations to retain donors, the stock market changes, and a ton of other unknowns. Now, there's a great article from the Chronicle of Philanthropy that really dives into this, but it's really interesting that a huge foundation is coming out, or I'm sorry, a huge organization is coming out and basically saying, we don't know what's going to happen. So again, check out the reporting about this, but I think it's a story that really matters because it underlines the increasing uncertainty in our space, and especially our, the space with regards to donors. Now, lastly, in traditional news, the TAP Network and TechSoup put out the nonprofit digital marketing benchmark report. And this was a report that sort of takes a look at marketing across our space and what the key findings were for 2021. So obviously there's this theme of continued digital transformation and nonprofits needing to, to embrace technology. But some of the key findings were that 43% of nonprofits will relaunch their website this year. 77% of nonprofits will not, are not not spending any money on digital advertising. Again, 70% of nonprofits are not blogging. 70% of nonprofits don't have an outlined email marketing strategy. And the most crushing statistic for me, 50% of nonprofits are not using a CRM or marketing automation tool. So make sure you check out this full report. Again, it's in the description below. I would just put a quick plug out there for all organizations and nonprofits. There are a ton of tools, free tools, cheap tools, low hanging fruit, easy to accomplish tools, track your information and your data and do some marketing. It's super important, especially in this era. So as always, we try to wrap up the week with some good news. And instead of highlighting a single organization, I just wanted to call out Hank Aaron, who sadly passed away last week. Now, Hank Aaron grew up in G the Jim Crow era in Mobile, Alabama, and faced a ton of challenges as a kid. As he grew up, he began to excel at sports, but even with his success, he never forgot about his past and the community that he came from. In 1994, once he had retired, Hank Aaron started the Hank Aaron Chasing Dreams Foundation, and 20 years later, it has given out hundreds and hundreds of scholarships to kids from across the United States and provided financial assistance. Now, the aim of the foundation originally was to give out 755 scholarships to match the number of major league home runs that Aaron had hit. The organization has exceeded this many times over, but it's also really cool to highlight that from the day he got into the major league, 
League and moved his career to Milwaukee, he started the Hank Aaron Youth Fund in 1976. And this foundation worked directly with the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Milwaukee, and the initiative was actually picked up later on by the Major League Baseball Association and continued to work with the, the Boys and Girls Club of America. So they created this 44 Forever program, they've given out a ton of scholarships, and Hank Aaron has also been a generous donor to medical organizations. He was truly a philanthropist, and that started from the first day of his career and weaved giving and really caring about children into everything he did. Hank Aaron passed away in his sleep on January 22nd, 2021, at the age of 86, but his legacy will most certainly live on. So with that, thank you once again. Please subscribe and share. I appreciate you watching these videos. Check out all the links below. And as always, keep up the great work and keep pushing forward. I'm David Nadelman. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.